0: What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Sierra. And Alisa. And we coming to you today straight off the porch with the front porch talk. In
1: the front porch talk today.
0: Have you, you know. With some sweet tea. Okay,
1: it could be tea. I lo- First of all, Little sweet night. tea is my blood type. So... <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be sweet tea. Oh, I know it can be. Ice or no ice? Are you a lukewarm warm girl? Oh, no. I, lukewarm sweet tea? What is this? It's a we... You know you got
0: some South Kakelecky roots. Oh, I don't know yeah, what you're doing we like there. ice in South <laughs> Kakelecky. <laughs> no, I'm pissing South okay? Kakeleckys. Um, it be hot out there. I like ice, too. The drink don't taste good without ice. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> 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 so, mm-hmm. ooh, Lisa, what are we talking about today? What about your friends? Oh, gonna, mm, na, na. <laughs> that. That. What about lyrics? <laughs> we ain't got them. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that, um, that's that alto. That's an that alto. Yeah, it's a
1: strong alto. Now, me and Sierra I'm, used to be on the
0: mic, used to be holding it down. I, I think I'm Toni Bergson sometimes. I don't think that's alto. She not. She's on webinar. Maybe second. Okay. We love anyway. each <laughs> other. <laughs> yeah. No, community, man, friendship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, like, what about them? What about your friends? Yeah, Do you yeah. have any? You know,
1: I I have some really, really, really uh, solid friends.
0: <laughs> that was a lot of reallys.
1: You know, only by the grace of God, I've gotten to this place where, um, you know, now I can definitely say that. I think I found my tribe. I mean, it's still Mm. being perfected, and Mm. of course, seasons change, and, Mm. you know, there's ebbs and flows, and people outgrow each other. But I think that ultimately, I finally got into a really good place where I feel like I have some people around me with some really awesome, genuine hearts, Mm. and that's a blessing. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What about friends?
0: They stand their ground. They're not low down. They will not turn their backs on me.
1: And where they I, turn their max
0: on you. They won't. I agree with you. I hadn't really been living that long of a time. But I have, like, one other sibling, and we're 10 years apart, and he's a different gender. Mm-hmm. So he was out of the house before I was. So it's just kind of like low-key, like the only child mm-hmm. because of the age gap and the gender difference. So I did a lot of needing friends. I felt like, you know, I just I always had to have somebody around me. So throughout those years, a lot of them, you know, they're not there. They Some came, some left, some were seasonal. You know, some taught me a lot of stuff in the fall, but the spring came and they went winter come after that. <laughs> but, you know, seasons change and my friend group did as well. So I would agree with you. I really do believe now that I, I really do have some some really solid friends. And these might be my friends for the rest of my life. I'm not opposed to new friends, but the way me and these girls is going, I really do think that, I mean, they all going to be in my wedding. Hey, I think I got this three. Yeah, y'all in there. Like, <laughs> I need to get y'all dress sizes. Hey, listen, let me know. You know
1: what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Uh. <laughs> I look good in the sweetheart neckline. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. No, no, but. <laughs> okay, <friend. laughs> Let me put in my water. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's interesting that you were talking about how your friendships have changed mm-hmm. um, and needing friends because I can definitely attest to the fact that I feel as though my biggest heartbreaks have been through mm-hmm. the breakdown of my friendships. Wow. You know, I haven't really had, you know, romantic heartbreak like that or anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't had my heart to break it, first of all. <laughs> But, you know, but my friends, I really do treat my friends like my sisters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, growing up, everybody's intentions, everybody's, you know, maturity level, um, mm-hmm. everyone's hearts are not always in the same place. And so I think I have been blindsided or, or most hurt by some of the wow. um the breakdown of my friendships, you know, wow. um, or or the changing of those friendships. That I, there was a season where I took that very hard. Like mm-hmm. I had to really learn the difference between an inner circle and an outer circle, and mm. and expectations, adjusting the expectations for people. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's been a journey, but I like where I'm at now. You know, shout out to my tribe, shout out to my people, shout out to consistent folks. Mm-hmm. You know, and thank you to the people who weren't, because I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about you know. How to navigate interpersonal relationships. So, you know, I'm, I'm not mad at that either.
0: Glory be to God. Let's take it to God. Okay. In prayer.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we are so excited to come before your people once again and have a really candid conversation, Lord, about how to navigate this life with faith and with your word and your love. Lord, we just want to ask that you please bless everyone who is listening, everyone who is participating in the conversations, and everyone who just needs some insight about their own community, Lord. We ask that. Our words are received well, and that Lord, you just speak through us, Lord God. Let Sierra and Alisa be moved to the side, and Lord, let Your heart prevail. For we love You, we praise You, we lift Your name on high. In Jesus', Jesus holy, Christ. precious name, we pray.
0: Amen. Amen. Good deal. You said something earlier about you and your friends kind of being on the same level. It almost sound like you were saying you all are synced or like intertwined or something. Like that. I didn't,
1: but you know, I, I really like. <laughs> Did
0: you not say but, that?
1: No, but you know what? It was implied because mm-hmm. finally I will say we are on the same, I think, mindset mm-hmm. level, the same wavelength, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of effort for sure. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of hurt can come into play between friends when you have some people who give a significant amount more effort, a significant amount more of effort I, that's a really weird sentence mm. they give significantly more effort <laughs> to the friendship mm. and some people just hold friendships to different weights oh, you know that's good. like i said I, I, I look at um a sister sister girl you know but some people they everybody is expendable and mm. you know we just when you have people who give different amounts of effort it, sometimes this is kind
0: of troubling somebody mm. gets hurt you know very true Very true. I was thinking about David and Jonathan. Oh, yeah. Right. So, biblically, they are like the first friendship that you see. You know, you got relative, you know, the Lord and Moses, you know, they were friends, but like man and man. The Bible tells us specifically in 1 Samuel 18 and 21 that their souls were knitted together. Well, Jonathan and David— became friends because Samuel had to go and anoint David after Saul decided he was going to do things on his own will. You know, with Saul's anointed being lifted off of him, he became like, you know, like wicked. He started to just Mm -hmm. have like evil spirits kind of arise in him. And somebody suggested that a harp be played for him to kind of calm him and soothe him. And David was the harp player. So you know, God was moving in that. You know, that's another you know story for another time. But nevertheless, after he had been appointed that position, almost like immediately after, First Samuel says that their souls were knitted together, and just as a friendship, because we know the Bible is not going to promote you know, any um, perverted relationships. So the first time you see a true friendship, it says that their souls were knitted together. So when you said that earlier, I'm like, you know what? I can honestly say that my friends and I, you know, sometimes it's like, jinx, I said that too. Um, Or, you know, I mean, when the month come around, you know, or, you know, I mean, you can just, I almost can know that Elisa going to be late before we even get there. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, just,
1: well, get you don't have to be my now. best friend and know you need to give me an extra 15, don't be, 30. To, don't be
0: trying to, don't be trying to, like, degrade what we got going on. Like, I know, you know, I think that that's why, you know, friendships are important and I also, you know, think that we should consider the heart posture of the other person. There was nobody, you know, in the town that could say that anything was wrong with David. Like the first ill thing he did was his situation with Bathsheba, you -hmm. know, so his heart was pure and so was Jonathan's, you know, and Jonathan even undermined his dad a few times to kind of put David on game. Like, oh, you need to go hide out in this cave, you know what I mean, in this camp because my daddy, you know, is is on to you. So, um, but I think their relationship came because both of their hearts were pure. And I do think friendships or community kind of derived from pure heartedness or like mindedness or um, you know where somebody can get some improvement you have something that I need vice versa so that was that was good I mean, absolutely
1: yeah absolutely you know one of my favorite verses about friendship is Proverbs 27 and 17 that okay. says as iron sharpens iron That's so it. a man sharpens the countenance of his friend mm. I just
0: love that so I much. just really want you to break that down for me <laughs> Does that mean, what does that mean to you when you think about—because the, the concept of, like, iron and wood. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, iron yeah. iron, and iron is really important. I, I heard it broken down in this way where they said, you know, iron sharpens iron, but iron cuts wood, mm. and wood makes iron dull. So mm. some of our friends are iron, you know, mm. and some of our friends are wood. Sometimes there's season in your life where you would, you know, and you're not as sharp as you can be. Mm. But the issue— with not having like-minded close friends. Because, of course, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes people, you need to have friends in different levels so that you can not only be good influences on each other or help each other grow, but also, you know, sometimes you need a different perspective. You know, you can't be so closed off with your friend group that you don't have any room for anyone who isn't the picture-perfect, you know, person that that you decide in your mind. I know some people, they only surround themselves with this certain elite group that they've decided the importance on their own, but you Mm -hmm. really got to pray about that because who to be patient with and who to cut off is very, very important. But Mm -hmm. anyways, yeah, so I heard it broken down where, you know, if you have very sharp people, iron, Mm -hmm. and you have some people who aren't so sharp, wood, Mm -hmm. and these people are in close community with each other, there's Mm -hmm. some things that bold, sharp, Iron people may say or do that Mm. are going to cut or offend or hurt or harm someone who is more wood, meaning maybe they're not on the same maturity level or maybe they don't really understand where iron is coming from. Maybe they're not um, confident enough to really be in a very sharp conversation. They end up getting cut and hurt, Mm. which iron, you really don't intend to hurt anyone. I don't think most people intend to just offend people when they talk. And Mm. so... You know, that can in turn make that iron person feel like, dang, I, that wasn't what I was trying to do. And so what do you do to make sure you don't cut somebody the next time? Now you start to dull yourself, you know. Mm. And so being in a close community between iron and wood The iron cuts the wood. And as a result of that, you know, that iron gets dull from that wood. But then we see in the Bible, it says iron sharpens iron, Mm. you know, iron sharpens iron. So um, I understand people aren't going to be wood their whole life, you know, prayerfully. Mm. um, And I understand that there's some situations where wood need to be around some iron and get sharper themselves.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. There are such things as dull knives. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can be a dull knife, but I still, you know, it still sharpens. That's awesome. So, like, what kind of friends do you look for? Or, I'm not just going to say, you just be out here scouting, oh, (laughs) your hair (laughs) long. So, no, I don't mean that. But I guess, like, what are some qualities that you look for, you know, to say, hey, you know, this person is my friend. Or I would want her to be my friend, him, her.
1: Yeah, so one of the things that I really, really enjoy personally, I love feedback mm. from from people. I'm not the type to—very rarely will I call somebody and be like, I just need to talk. Just listen. No, mm. if I say something, I hope that you're really listening so that you can reiterate back what I said because I want to hear what you think about it, you mm. know, but that's just me. So I tend to look for people who are pretty blunt people, pretty straightforward okay. people. And reason being is kind of sugarcoating things with me. I feel like that doesn't really help me. Of Mm. course, saying things with grace, saying things with love, that's really important. But I don't want you to be so concerned about Protecting my ego or protecting my feelings that you let me walk around as the same person or in the same, you know, issues that I had yesterday helped me to be a better version of me. So I really, really like friends who aren't afraid to uh, maybe call things out and vice Mm -hmm. versa. We can help each other. That's really important to me because when I love somebody as a friend, I want you to be the best version of you too. And Mm -hmm. You know I'll be prayerful before saying something to you but if for example if there's something you are mispronouncing consistently or ideology that you are you've adopted that mm. has a flaw or something you're leaning on that may not be truth I'm going to try to bring that up to you as a friend rather than let you walk around with this you know I guess, this this (laughs) tissue on your shoe, you Mm. know, or or Mm -hmm. this smudge on your face. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I really like people who can tell it how it is, who aren't afraid to give me the real real counsel so that I can, when I go out and I face the day and I meet other people outside of my circle, I'm as sharp and as, you know, consistent and the best person I can be completely. And I know that my Community has my back because that actually hurts me if you keep letting me be, you know, unknowingly, especially when it's ignorance. You know, when it's well, out of ignorance, if I don't know that I'm mispronouncing something, I don't know that I'm saying yeah. something wrong, or and I'm just walking around and you letting me—is that really your friend? Hmm. So
0: yeah. How about you? I I would I like what you said. You know mm-hmm. about somebody you desiring for that person to be the best version of themselves, mm-hmm. right? Me too, you know, because that is what God wants, right? And, you know, and not just say, you know, not like that, but I think that we ultimately are supposed to be in God-ordained positions. Mm -hmm. And friendship is an element that you would need because they challenge you and uh, they hold you accountable, right? I'm thinking about challenging, like, you know, asking the hard questions. I really feel like, People are immune to like three emotions, mad, sad, and angry, right? But having friends or having a friend group They'll ask you some questions so that you can um, place your feelings, Mm -hmm. right? Because there's so many other feelings than mad, sad, and angry, but you need somebody to talk to and talk it out with. It's kind of like therapy, right? Mm -hmm. So friendships for me are therapeutic because ask me some questions so I can figure, okay, well, maybe I'm not mad. Maybe I'm just, you know, I'm feeling this way or I'm feeling that way. I like having people who break my bondage, right? Mm-hmm. Because at then I'm not ashamed, right? Yeah. So they can ask me questions and I can freely or transparently be myself and vice versa. And now the both of us are set free. I was talking to somebody the other day about bondage yeah. or what it means to be bonded up in something instead of being broken free when we know that the Lord wants us to be free indeed. So I like challenges. Mm. I do. I like challenges. Whatever I give somebody— I am who I am because I would want a friend to be that to me, and I think people who know me very well are like, you know, what well, that's just kind of how serious. Run- she didn't mean it. A lot of my friends don't just immediately jump to, oh, you know what I mean. She, they don't jump to a negative connotation. Right. They, they know what I meant, um, and they knew how to receive it. And I know even with you and I, sometimes it's like I'm gonna call you back because I gotta pray because <laughs> that was tough, you know. It's like, so we'll talk about it tomorrow, you know, yeah. but. That's just because I think that we intentionally, we have tried to know each other very well. Mm -hmm. I think that we have taken the time out to be like, okay, you know, or I know I can call Elisa because I know that she would say this, or, you know, we take things to God in prayer before we even discuss it with one another. And usually you kind of confirm something or, you know what I mean, or or vice versa. So I I look for, I know I said a lot, but I I hope I answered (laughs) your question. I look for challenging friends and friends that are going to hold me accountable because like God... My friends will want me to be the best version of myself that I can be.
1: That's really good. And you know, y'all, this is so much easier said than done because yeah, yeah. we have—God has definitely put us in positions where we have had to really work on our spirit mm-hmm. of receiving constructive criticism, I'll say. And it's a challenge because if you're not used to it, I think our first instinct is to be offended. And so I know that Sierra and I have had powwows with our other friends in our community at different times where it was a tough conversation, Mm -hmm. but it was really needed. And I think that when you exercise that muscle of Mm -hmm. being able to receive a message, dissect it, and not immediately be on the defense, but take out what you need so that you can improve yourself. You find that you are able to be so much more effective as a person. You tend to be so much less affected personally and separate the actual comment from your worth, Mm -hmm. you know, and that takes time because there's some people that I've definitely been in friendship with that it was like, you say one thing and it's like, okay, I can't, I don't think I can say anything again, you know? Mm, mm-hmm. And that's not a good feeling to have with mm, the close mm-hmm. friend to feel like you got a question if you can even say something to that person, because how free, how all-encompassing of a friendship love can you really have if you're so worried and s- about offending that person, stepping on extras, you could say things in love, but, you know, I don't think that we should be nervous when mm-hmm. we talk to each other in order to get, if we're really trying to get all there is to get out of a solid friendship. Absolutely. So, you know, how have you managed to get from, because I know that, you know, in, in our history, we've come a long way, mm-hmm. you know, we've come a long way and we didn't, we've never had any like fights or anything about like offense or anything, I think we've always tried to be mindful because we care about each other first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, when you love somebody as a person, you say things and you tread lightly and it's obvious when that person's talking to you that they are trying to select their words wisely and thoughtfully. And I think we can pretty much pick up on when it may not be a conversation we want to hear. That's right. about the startup. But um, I think ultimately we know that when we speak, we are mindful. So, yeah, how have you gotten to the place where you've been able to make sure that you aren't offended, but that you can receive that constructive criticism from your friends?
0: Well, I will say I adore fellowship. So anytime somebody's like, oh, let's do that. I'm, like, I'm down. But yeah, we are been a brunch out. All day, I have eaten everywhere. Everywhere. Anyway, well, when I say I spend a lot of time, I mean, well, I have a lot of quiet time. Sometimes I'm in the house, the TV not on, the radio not on, you know. And I'm praying. And you know, I mean, I I always ask the I've have, I've have here recently since I've had friends or since in my single season, I've really been asking the God to reveal me to me, um, so that I can petition Him for change. So I look for, you know, I almost kind of look for conviction just so that I can be changed because I understand that the Lord wants me to be the best version of myself. I guess I'm less offended, you know, because it's something that the Lord had already showed me. So usually my friends are saying something, confirming something. or And then, you know, the way, you know, you, Janine, and Tammy do it, you say something and then you follow up with a solution. Mm. Well, this is what I've noticed. This is what I think you should do. I may do it my way, but it's still getting done. A change has still been made. So for me, I guess it's just... It's something I already knew about myself. To be honest, you know. So what that's about you?
1: That's good. So well, that sounds. First of all, that sounds like you got to have transparency and realness with yourself <laughs> first. Yeah, yeah. So that's real. So I'll say that's where that came from for me. I do ask my loved ones. You know. Uh, hey, have you noticed? <laughs> you know, wh- how do I come off in this situation? Or did you notice anything different? Or am I acting funny? Or did you, you know, what did you think about that? Am I, am I this or am I that? You know, especially if one thing that I've I've had to work on is being able to accept what's mine in a conflict, and also be able to differentiate what's yours.
0: Now In terms good. of issues. That is
1: really good. That it, it, and it's really hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to do because if you're too sensitive, you accept all of that. If somebody comes mm-hmm. to you and says, Oh, you you know what, you selfish you know Ooh, well <laughs> but you know you have to assess a number of things I'm not telling y'all that just because you're in community you accept every single thing another human is telling you mm. but to Sierra's point you know there are other indications I think that you can look at history have you heard this before what makes this person say this? is this person calling me selfish right after I denied their request mm. and so being able to decipher, okay, is this really my, is selfishness really my issue or is it just that you have a problem here and no? And so mm-hmm. being able to accept what's mine and also, you know, get and divvy up who whose issue is what, I think that that's super, super important, but that also comes through constantly having a means of checks and balances with people you love and trust who you know aren't going to use the opportunity to be like, well, I'm glad you asked. Let me go get my clipboard full of stuff. I've been keeping notes of all the stuff that you're bad at, Mm. you know? As long as you know that the people you're asking genuinely will give you an answer out of love and they're not jumping at the opportunity to tear you down or or something of that nature. I think having a a transparency with yourself, having a self-reflection, always being willing to listen to feedback, Or even sometimes inquiring about it I know that's not always fun But I'm an art kid Um, You know uh, I I went to art school So Mm -hmm. we did these things Called crits Critiques Mm -hmm. So we were literally trained To put our art Which is very personal On a wall Step back And let 30 of your closest friends Not really You know But 30 of your closest classmates Just go in And Mm -hmm. what it did was it gave us thicker skin, for one, Mm -hmm. to not take things so personal. And two, it trained us in how to articulate our intentions, but also be able to accept when our intentions are not the preference of the people receiving whatever it is that we've created. That's really good. So that is something that, you know, I think in a a number of areas in my life, I think I have been practicing receiving criticism, okay. but being mindful of where that comes from.
0: Okay. Yeah, because everybody know art. I remember one art class in middle school. <laughs> did I even, did I even, did I take another one? So while we're talking about community, what are the benefits of community? Like what benefit or what good does it do for you to have people around you to call people friends?
1: Who, You know, God is a communal God. Mm. He is a triune God. Mm -hmm. He's part of the trilogy Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And knowing that God loves community, He's in community Himself. Mm. He has ordained interpersonal relationships. If that, listen, if He didn't, I imagine that we would be in a world that is just individual bubbles and we just kind of all doing our own thing. But Mm. that's not the case. We do need each other. You know, we do need each other. There's no such thing as a self-made man, a self-made woman. Um, You need somebody. And so I think community is important to God because it allows us to not only fight our spiritual battles together. They said the prayers of the righteous availeth much, you know, um, you need some people interceding for you and and helping you to grow. But I just think that there's a whole lot of self internal things that we use to justify ourselves because we can mentally, I mean, the brain is a powerful, powerful part of our body and um, we. We can mentally talk ourselves into or out of anything sure and so you need somebody mm-hmm. on the outside who I think is going to help you to not only be challenged spiritually but also give you a different perspective mm. and so to me community is so 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 important for that other perspective because mm. listen there's plenty of cults that were started because there was a lack of input yeah You know, one person Mm. got an idea and ran with it and it was like, well, that's that. And can't nobody tell me nothing else, you know, and and rarely does God just tell you something that he's never, ever, ever mentioned to anyone else in life. You know, there Mm. are confirmations that come from Mm -hmm. other people or other sources as well. You know, if you if you only heard God mentioned something just to you and it's not confirmed or upheld in his word and no you don't have anybody a trusted you know spiritual friend or mentor that also reiterated that you're not getting it from anywhere else you know that's the danger of not being in community either with Christ you know what I mean <laughs> or with other trusted spiritual friends so I think community has a lot of um, benefits but namely perspective. In accountability, like you said,
0: that's good.
1: Yeah, that's what good. Did you what you thinking?
0: Well, uh, I I love the Bible. Okay, I I just want to bring it to life. The Bible,
1: Ellie. That should go. That's out? the book for me. I stand up
0: hard Okay I know y'all, Some of I, us from I, the hood, We didn't get a chance up? To go there what's So up, I, don't, we, I don't be knowing the song Sunday school fam. Some of us didn't go <laughs> <laughs> So Shout out to everybody Who playing Deadside outside Baptist, no. Alumni
1: I see y'all It's all good I can teach y'all though Y'all can hear it on this
0: podcast You are <laughs> <laughs> But um, No but You know I, I was thinking about Lazarus, mm. right, and Joe actually, and um, Lazarus was d- dead, right? He was dead, or AKA sleep, AKA in a coma, you know. But he was dead. He was dead. <laughs> <laughs> he was dead. <laughs> So, look, Lazarus is in John, the the story is in John 11, but I think about him being like dead and having to. Definitely dead. He was dead and having people to kind of be around him to assist him with taking off his wrappings, right, from around his feet and around his face. But I imagine coming up out of that place, you have no idea. I don't know what's going on because I was dead. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes you just need people around you just for the support to help you place your feelings. What I'm trying to say is there are going to be some times where you as a person may be lost and you may not be able to place your feelings. Mm -hmm. So you are going to need a group of people to help you place your feelings. If something very traumatizing or something very traumatic happens to me and I can't even find the words to say, just people being there Mm -hmm. for that support, I think is what people would need. And I was thinking about Job when, you know, all of these things, the enemy had came and had this attack on his health and... He sat there for seven. When when his friends heard about it, they came, right? Mm-hmm. He ain't called nobody. They took it upon themselves to come and see about their homeboy, and they sat with him for seven days, and ain't nobody say nothing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like they waited for him to talk, and then you know they gave their advice, which was not pleasing to God, and they perished. Everybody except the young man, but. That's what's important for community to me because you're not gonna always know what to say, how to feel, and sometimes you just really need the support. Just be here with me. Yeah, the ministry of presence is very legitimate. Absolutely, I'm still learning
1: that because, like I said, I like feedback, so I get feedback. But I'm, I'm learning. Jesus working on me, you know, to not always. I've seen, I've seen your growth.
0: Thank you.
1: I saw her neck. Yeah. No, but you know, it's funny because when you talked about Lazarus, I was just thinking about, first of all, the fact that he had people around him to be like, where's Jesus? We need to call Jesus. Hello. We need to call. Because
0: him and Jesus were friends. At, you know what? When we, people love talking about Jesus, well, but do we know why he was crying? It was the humanity in him, right? Yeah, yeah. It was the human in him who felt some kind of way that his friend was dead. Jesus yeah. had a friend whom he loved so much he cried when he found out he was dead. Yes. You know, I mean, amongst everybody else morning, you know, Jesus just was having a, a human moment.
1: But his like, friends sent for Jesus and was like, where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? And yeah, then so we arrived, right, well, mm-hmm. but I mean, they were friends of, mm-hmm. you know, the, mm-hmm. some people's sisters and they ain't really your friends. So, <laughs> but yes, to clarify, his sisters <laughs> sent for his friend, Jesus, yeah. Um, because not only did they trust that, The friendship was something that would be important to Jesus, Mm. you know, and their bond. But, of course, they knew the power of Jesus. And so I want some friends that's going to call
0: on Jesus for me. That is really
1: good, Alisa. I want some.
0: I got some. That's good. Nice. I do I appreciate I appreciate the uh the gift of intercession. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's also an important part because I, I'm really close to my friends mm-hmm. and I intercede for you all all the time. And my intercession comes from the Lord revealing things to me about you all. And so I have to pray about them and then mm-hmm. I bring them up. You know, sometimes I be texting y'all at three o'clock in the morning, like, hey girl, um I think you should such and such <laughs> woo-whoop. You know, um, but that's because I, I I mean, you know, because you all are really Part of my life. Our souls are knitted together.
1: Yes. Yeah. I so. just love getting a call from Sierra. like, girl, I had a dream. <laughs> um, I had a dream last night and uh, and I'd be leaning in like, oh Lord, what did Jesus reveal? You know, yeah. it's a really good feeling, y'all, to have friends that can come to you and be like, listen, you know, I got a confirmation, you know, about something. And that is, that's just, it just feels so good because you know that as you're praying, you're not praying alone for one, mm-hmm. you know, um, and we intercede as well, you mm-hmm. know, for Sierra. But you know, you're not praying alone. And two, I just think, it's really really awesome knowing that God like has a relationship with my friends and he can tell them something too, absolutely and confirm something in your heart yeah. and yeah. we do ask um oftentimes we do ask God like hey you know can you confirm that with me as well you know mm. um something that, that she's praying for confirm that with me as well and it just feels so good for them to also have a testimony as to why mm. you know yeah you heard God right I heard it too that is so amazing
0: so I know we're in, like, a no-new-friends culture, or you know, and cut-off culture. You can't make it alone. There's no you way— you don't be alone if you keep cutting people off and you're not adding nobody. I mean, that sounds like zero is your end game. Absolutely. And we know that the enemy loves an idle mind. Therefore, if you are not sharing thoughts or time or fellowship with anybody, your mind is idle. And he can come into your mind and make you think ill things about yourself, ill things about God, ill things about people. That's just not healthy because that is then deteriorating— at the ultimate goal, which is you being the best version of yourself. Mm. So, you know, I mean, I have had a season where I didn't have any friends, but that's because it was just me and God and we were getting closer to one another. So you may be in a season where you may feel like friends are falling off. And that's okay. You know, I mean, you you can let that person go their way. You can go your own way. Um, and then moving forward, consider pure-hearted people, right? You know, that was that was what knitted Jonathan and David together. David's heart was pure. So your heart can be being worked on. Another person's heart can be worked on. Your heart can be knitted to another person's heart. Nevertheless, I guess don't fight it. I think we hurt ourselves trying to hold on to things for the sake of time that we have put into something. Um, But I've been knowing y'all two years, something like that. But I feel like I've been knowing you all forever. And sometimes people can be leaving out of your life or falling out of your life for the sake of this new thing that the Lord wants to do for you and that other person.
1: Absolutely, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm turning pages over.
0: We be having Bibles out, (laughs) coffee tea, like
1: we got real Bibles. Y'all hear that? So you
0: hear the pages? Yeah, they flip. I'm sorry. Well, now since we talked about it, I ain't got to be cute. (laughs) Hard flip over there, boy. No, I I just want try to hear this.
1: No, I'm sorry. Well, I was no, I was really looking for something. I wasn't trying to be distracted. What I was looking for in here is um, Hebrews 10, 24, and 25, which says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. In another version, it says, And let us consider... One another, in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching.
0: Mm, I, I, I do not want to be sitting out here in a rapture, come and he come get me, and my home girl still on the ground. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like imagine you have spent a lot of your life, a lot of your time with this person here on earth and you had done nothing to encourage them, pull them along, get them closer to Christ and the rapture come and they left you. Oof that was a dramatic visual but that no, was kind of the I No it's something that I,
1: that I mean y'all ever woke up and your house was empty and um, you're like oh lord did it happen and I'm left like and, you know ain't nobody on the street you know wow. no that never happens okay oh. left behind that scarred many of us we was like oh okay. I just need to see somebody walking <laughs> yeah okay uh, <laughs> no but you're absolutely right you're absolutely right and I think that sometimes in friendship I know I hear often people like you what the, you know a couple of things you don't talk about is politics and religion and it's like okay but you know I do think that sometimes we can do a better job with some of our friends just asking some questions. You know, I remember there was a season where I was like, hey, so, like, you know, what's your belief system? Y'all got to leave it open ended. Don't lead the witness, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, just. Just ask You know I, I know that we all have Different genres of friends We have friends from college We have friends from church We have friends from the office You know And if you feel yourself Growing closer I don't think there's Anything wrong with Just inquiring Just to find out Where some people are Because some people Don't know that That's even an open conversation Y'all can wow. have yeah. You know mm-hmm. And they'll like Oh man Okay You know I don't know if some of y'all Have posted a, a Bible verse One time And then somebody All of a sudden Is DMing you Like oh great Gosh I want to talk to somebody about this, I, you know, um, but yeah, I would say definitely to your point, opening that door and having those conversations, just even if out of curiosity, or also just to open the door, I think that's a great thing to remember to do.
0: You know, absolutely, as friends, nothing is off the table.
1: It a true be. friend,
0: well, a true friend, right? Nothing should be off the table. You know, we should be able to talk about anything from the weather. To mm. how you just interpret, you know, the scripture or what you heard somebody say. Um, just for the sake of being the best version yeah. of yourself you can be. We have some really weird conversations, y'all.
1: But, I mean, is we don't weird? be acting weird. No, we, we don't. I mean, we don't feel like it's weird. But, I mean, it's very, very candid, mm-hmm. you know, about stuff that is like. I remember mm-hmm. we had a conversation. He was like, man, it's so cool that I can talk to you about this. I'm like,
0: yeah, girl. What you to talk to about that? Yeah, we be tripping.
1: Yeah. We do. <laughs> like, do be tripping. Yeah, but, but
0: it's because I really, truly believe that nothing is off the table. You know, I mean, if you are in a season where you kind of are feeling like you're eyeing the other person is wood, friends come back, you know, know your position. I think, you know, sometimes you're just there to place the seed in the ground. You know, or somebody else is to water it. But if you felt that friendship kind of slipping away, then let God remove it and let that person be worked on and let yourself be worked on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's always fun to be in in friendship with
1: unselfish people. But then Mm. it's like, well, what happens when there are selfish people who need to grow, you know? And that's why we say, you know, pray about those relationships because I think people that would be easy to cut off. Sometimes Mm. God might be like, well, they actually got a a, a little bit more time on the clock you know, mm. for you. And so make sure you're prayerful. Um, like we had mentioned earlier, cutoff culture is a beast. Mm. And what I don't agree with and what I've been most hurt by, I think, in the past was friends that were offended or there was an issue that was not brought to the table. Absolutely. And next thing you know, the whole friendship is disintegrated and one person's completely in the dark about how that friendship got from
0: A to Z. And all of a sudden, it's unsalvageable. Right. This person's just been keeping tabs.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think that's very, very unhealthy. I think it's unfair to that the too. other person. Mm-hmm. I think that that is a hurtful practice. You know, putting a smile on for the sake of, you know, just keeping the days going does not do anything for the structure of your friendship. All it does is start to chip away at the foundation of the friendship. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely encourage you all to pray. Be very, very prayerful. Ask, you know, if this person is somebody who needs to remain in your life, and please have open conversations. Please have open conversations if you're finding yourself in a place where you were hurt by a comment, or if you Need clarification on a person's intention. There's nothing wrong with asking, but what is wrong is deciding for that person Mm. what they meant and then having a whole narrative that that person may or may not know about. And you're off, you know, with your new friends describing what the issue was with an old friend and that person has no idea. I don't think you're helping that person grow and not, you know what I mean? Not offend in the future and I don't think that you're helping yourself learn how to truly love which is a forgiveness involved and transparency so
0: Absolutely. Practice your approach. Practice how you're going to say some things to people. Something can come up and you don't have to immediately regurgitate how you feel. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you need to go back home and sit there and figure out okay, instead of saying this word, can I say that word? And it's because I really want this, I don't know that she should move forward or he should move forward continuing to act this way or, Mm -hmm. you know, or doing things like that. So you don't always have to say something right there in the moment. You know, but go back and make sure that you can fix it up and clean it up so that it can be properly delivered.
1: We gonna leave it at that because that's some
0: good old <laughs> advice. Well, <laughs> we all learned it. <laughs> I'm Sierra, and I'm Alisa, and this is how you navigate, navigate with, with faith. faith.
1: Thank you for listening to the Navigate with Faith podcast. Special thank you to Dante Hodge, our executive producer and editor, and thank you to the Pigment Playground for designing our show artwork and graphics. Music by Turn Me Up JCAS. This episode was recorded at Listen Up Audio in Atlanta, Georgia. Be sure to subscribe to the Navigate with Faith podcast on your favorite platform and follow us on social media at Navigate with Faith on Instagram and Facebook and Navigate W Faith on Twitter.